didn't. He wanted the man he was meeting, Dan Harwick, to know he was on his way. Harwick was working undercover investigating Christopher Rosington, whose business dealings were a front for organized crime. On the phone earlier today, Harwick sounded tense. A first for the cool under fire, Hardwick. Another first for Harwick was the request for an unscheduled meeting tonight. Mitch had never known Harwick to alter a plan, and it concerned him. Harwick had told Mitch he'd be driving a pickup truck for the meeting. Mitch's headlights illuminated a truck parked at the edge of the road, and Mitch was glad to see Harwick inside the vehicle. Harwick's cheeks hollowed as he drew deeply on a cigarette, and the tip of the smoke glowed red. Mitch flickered the high beams as they agreed and pulled up alongside the truck. Without preamble, Harwick said, We got trouble, Mitch. Tell me. Harwick met Mitch's gaze. Rosington's got a mole in our investigation. Mitch had taken care to keep a tight lid on the investigation, restricting access to information, keeping status strictly need-to-know, but he didn't ask Harwick how he knew about the mole or doubt that it was true. If Harwick said it, it was fact. What do you know? Harwick took another long drag on the cigarette, then crushed it against the door frame with a lot more force than was necessary to extinguish it. Nothing. No face. No name. All I know is that our mole exists. Harwick's anger was palpable. Mitch could well relate. There were only a handful of people working the Rosington case, and Mitch had selected each one of them. The mole could only be someone he knew. He tamped down on his rage for the moment. First things first. What about you? How's your cover? Solid. They're bringing me in deeper every day. Local businessman, my ass, Harwick sneered. Fuck Mitch. This guy is into everything dirty and depraved. Harwick's lips thinned. I want to nail Rosington by his balls. Yeah, Mitch wanted that badly. We'll get him, Dan. Harwick gave one swift nod. I'll be in touch, Mitch said. What are you going to do about the mole? A rush of anger heated Mitch's face. I'm going to find that bastard. A 911 call would bring the police. Shelby couldn't let that happen. She couldn't let the police find the messenger. If her association with the messenger and the man who sent him was discovered, she couldn't let herself think about the consequences of that without losing her mind. As she sucked air into her starved lungs, she scrambled for a reason to stop Joseph. But fear had numbed her ability to think, and before she could come up with any excuse, Joseph had made the call. She had to get out of here before the police arrived. Again, she tried to gain her feet, but her arms and legs felt as strong as overcooked noodles. Should you be moving around, Dr. Grant? You better stay put, I think, Joseph said. You should stay put till the ambulance gets here. I don't need an ambulance. Her throat burned from the messenger's chokehold on her neck, and her voice came out raspy, belying her statement. Deep crevices cut into Joseph's brow, and his eyes narrowed in concern behind wire-rimmed glasses. But when Shelby continued to struggle, Joseph grasped her arm. "'Here, let me help you, Dr. Grant,' Joseph said. He hovered at her side as she ignored pain in her middle where the messenger had squeezed her and made her way from the alley and back to the street.'
Her purse and briefcase were in front of the clinic where she dropped them. Shelby bit back a moan of pain and bent to snatch up the items. She dug inside for her cell phone. Her hands were shaking so badly the phone slipped in her grasp. She let out a whimper of frustration and fear, then locked her fingers around the phone and sent a text message. One asterisk. The man who'd sent the messenger to her tonight had devised a single star as their signal to meet. He had to meet with her tonight. Now. She had to assuage the anger that had prompted him to send this warning. She squeezed her eyes shut. She had to drive home the depth of her commitment to him. Though how could he doubt that, doubt her? Shelby opened her eyes and stared at the phone, willing to see an asterisk in response, praying to see one. Seconds ticked by and the screen remained dark.